0: What's going on, JCC family? Pastor H in the house, and I'm glad that this is the day that the Lord has made. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna rejoice and be glad in it. And I hope that you are going to you are going to join me in rejoicing because this is the day that the Lord has made. So if you're pouting right now, can you just crack a smile? You know what I mean? If you're feeling tired, can you just get up right now and move around a little bit and just uh, put your hands in the air and say, you know what, Lord, this is a good moment. You see, God is about to do something for you right now. And if you will lean in, and if you will listen in, this moment can just literally change your life. Do you know that every time God's word is broken, that is God speaking to your life? And yes, I know that sometimes you want to fight God. I know sometimes you feel like God is too hard. But sometimes God has to make you do hard things in order for you to get to a place where it becomes easier. So please do not misuse this moment. Stop scrolling. Stop your Instagramming, you know what I mean? Stop your Facebooking, get your book out, The Word of God, and let us get into this thing so that we can know what God has to say. And so I want to welcome you to week number seven of Live From Victory. In this series, God has impressed me to download spiritual victory into your spiritual hard drive. Every sermon is like a file. That God wants me to download into your spiritual hard drive so that when you're in a spiritual struggle and yes please believe anything in your life any struggle any situation is spiritual before it is physical don't just focus on the physical focus on what's spiritual first and that's where you're going to get the victory and so all of the sermons i've preached until now have been files that God has wanted me to download into your spiritual hard drive so that when the struggle comes You're able to upload it and use it for the struggle that you're going through. And so we are looking at installation number seven today. And I'm impressed to look at Revelation chapter 20. And again, I'm leaning on Revelation because if there is a book in the Bible that is victory filled, it's a book of Revelation. And last week we understood that he sits on a horse in chapter 19. And now I want to build on that and look at chapter 20. And if you have your Bibles, uh, run with me to the first verse. And we're going to read until verse number three. And again, I've chosen my preaching translation today as the ESV. Uh, Let us read together. The text says, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven. Ain't that so beautiful? That God knows how to come down from heaven. He he knows how to calm down, meaning he he knows how to get to us. And I want you to understand that God knows how to get to you. It's not my sermon, but I just want you to appreciate the way the texts of the Bible read sometimes. And we miss miss key details that can just elevate us right now. Uh, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding in his hand the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain. Mm. And he seized the dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years and threw him into the pit and shut it and sealed it over him so that he might not deceive the nations any longer until the thousand years were ended. After that, he must be released for a little while. Today we are talking about heaven's most wanted. Heaven's most wanted. Uh, Let us pray. Father God. Speak, for your servants are listening. It's not by might, nor by power, but by your spirit. Father God, may I be hidden behind the cross. May Jesus be fully revealed. In Jesus' name I humbly pray. Amen. Ahmad. Suraji. You know that name? Perhaps you might know it better if I say Dukun as If you don't know his story, you might want to read about it. Dukun A. S. or Dukun Ahmad Suraji confessed to killing for the two women. A Dukun is a shaman. A shaman is a a local person that people look to for spiritual guidance on different matters. When he was interviewed upon his confession about why he killed these women, he said he saw a dream. In this dream, his dead father told him that, look, Ahmad, if you want to be invincible, If you want to be great, if you want to be the greatest dukun that has ever lived, you will need to drink the saliva of 70 dead women. Tujupulu. His father, dead, in the dream, did not say go about killing women, but he calculated. The mathematics didn't add up because he said, If I'm to drink the saliva of 70 dead women, it will not happen in my lifetime. So, to expedite the process, he developed the appetite of killing. And how he did it was very cunning. Uh, Girls and women, ages 11 to 30, would come to his house seeking spiritual guidance from the local shaman. the, The one everybody trusted. And he would tell them, If you want me to give you the clue or the advice, the spiritual direction, I need to bury you neck deep. And after he would bury the girl or the woman neck deep, Dukun As would strangle the neck of the girl and would kill the girl and then drink the saliva. And then after drinking the saliva, he would bury the girl into the ground with the head of the girl facing his house. And, and and the dudukun was feeling I- I- invincible. Isn't it funny that some of us feel invincible because of what we are, because of what we do, because of what we have. On April 24, 1997, Sri Kamala Dewi came to see Dukun R.S. When she came, She told the one who dropped her off, please don't worry about me. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to see the dukun, and after I see the dukun, I'll come back home. Please do not search for me. Three days later, a sugarcane farmer is going in his sugarcane field, and he discovers the slain body of Sri Kamala Dewi in his sugarcane field. Immediately, in horror, he ran to the police, and he says, I found a dead body in my sugarcane field. Please come and check it out. And the police did their work, and they discovered that the last known whereabouts of Sri Kamala Dewi was at the Dukun's house. And the police went, and they confronted Dukun RS, and they discovered uh, Sri's purse and Sri's clothes at the Dukun's house. He was arrested, and after trial, he was convicted of killing over 42 girls. And in 2008, he was executed by the Indonesian government by the firing squad. But the thing that got me about this horrendous story was that from the year 1986, the year before I was born, until the year 1997, Dukun As did criminal activity and no one suspected him of his crimes. And had the body of Sri not been discovered, You have never been caught. I find it amazing that sometimes people can commit criminal activity in broad daylight and never be discovered. I find it interesting that people can do horrendous things and never be known about it because they project a certain personality. They project a certain persona. They project a certain characteristic. And the dukun was projecting spiritual leadership and and guidance and people trusted him and he operated for so long uh, and 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 he, for so long he was not discovered until one day I believe he made a mistake and he was discovered in our text we have a criminal that has been operating for so long, but he also has been discovered like dukun i s and he must now face the crimes for which. He has been indicted for the district attorney of heaven has leveled against him a, a many page indictment statement and for all the crimes that he has been indicted for he is guilty. In order to sort out this situation, the district attorney of heaven has dispatched the chief of police of heaven with a chain in his hand and a key to go and arrest this this criminal. This criminal has not committed crimes against a state. This criminal has not gone against policy of a company. This, This criminal has not done something that he's not supposed to do. In, in earthly matters. Uh, the crimes that he is indicted for, they are against heaven first and foremost. And like Dukun As, he must meet his day in court. I'm talking about that ancient serpent called the dragon, uh, called the devil and Satan. He is heaven's most wanted. You see, what Dukun Aes did pales in comparison to what this most wanted criminal did. You see what Osama Bin Laden did pales in comparison to what the devil did. And the criminal activities that you do pales in comparison to what the devil does. Uh, And let's be real. Some of us are criminal against God. We are committing criminal activities against God. Some of us are doing things that God is not happy about. But watch me now. Just because you did not get caught doesn't mean that God did not capture the crime. And that's good news this morning. And somebody needs to be raising a hallelujah this morning that God finds a way to cover you when you have committed crimes uh, aren't you glad this morning that people don't know about it? People don't know about the uh, porno. People don't know about the adultery. People don't know about the theft. People don't know about the STD. Aren't you glad that God uh, helped you to curve by uh, that uh, that child out of wedlock? Oh yeah, aren't you glad that you were not caught by your boss for working extra in another job when you sign in the contract that you not do another job? You'll be faithful and loyal to this one company. Aren't you glad that your church doesn't know that you're beating your wife? Aren't you glad that people don't know that you are really mean and egotistical? But somehow, because of His great love, God finds a way to cover you. Sometimes God will not expose us Because in his great mercy, he is still working on us. Because he still has has something to accomplish in us. Aren't you glad that God does not depose or expose your sins this morning? Aren't you glad that God is keeping that secret secret? You see, the devil's crime is of a high nature. And when you look at verse 2 and 3, you get a glimpse of what the crimes of the devil are. You get a glimpse of why the devil is heaven's most wanted. And I want to read the text for you one more time. And he, the angel, seized the dragon. That ancient serpent who is the devil and Satan. And I'm glad that heaven's most wanted is bound. And bound him for a thousand years and threw him into the pit and shut it and sealed it over him so that he might not deceive, so that he might not deceive the nations any longer until the thousand years were ended. The devil is heaven's most wanted because of deception. Because he deceived. Wait. When I read that, I said, wait a minute. You mean the devil is being incarcerated because he deceived? I mean, what's so bad about deception? You see, deception in all its forms is a high crime in the Supreme Court of Heaven. You see, deception is called red for God. Uh, you might say, Pastor, you're blowing a lot of hot smoke today. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, deception? What's such a big deal about deception? What's the big deal about Lying about the hours I worked. I mean, anyway, my boss don't treat me right. So, I mean, it, it's just the right way for me to to get him back. I mean, pastor, I mean, what's the big deal of telling a little white lie? I mean, she doesn't have to know that I've been with 10 women. He doesn't need to know that I struggle with, with shopping. I mean, I'll just tell him that... I All of us have struggles and and challenges. Pastor, what's the big deal of telling my parents that I'm going to so-and-so's, but yet I end up in the club? I mean, I want to have fun. My parents are backwards. Anyway, Pastor, I mean, sometimes a little white lie is is not a bad thing. I mean, look at Abraham. He, He lied twice about his wife. I mean, look at David. He he lied to U- Uriah and got him killed. I mean, he was a king and he was trying to keep things on a hush-hush. He didn't want to create a national emergency. Uh, Pastor, what's what's the big deal about about deception? But allow me to let you know, and and I, I wanna I wanna I wanna trash that truncated and twisted thinking, because in 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 in, in heaven's eyes. Deception in all its forms is called red. And in case you don't know or you have forgotten, let me jog your memory for a second. Can I do that for you? You see, a sinless woman called Eve, her name means the mother of all life. She was deceived to believe that she could be like God and she ate the fruit. And she convinced her husband to eat the fruit. And because they ate the fruit, murder was introduced. Because they ate the fruit, depression was introduced. Because they a- ate the fruit, death was introduced. Because they ate the fruit, adultery and fornication was introduced. Because they ate the fruit, it, was, it, 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 it made the way for a pandemic like op- Omicron and COVID-19 to take place. I want you to understand every struggle you're facing today every challenge you're seeing today is because the 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 the, the first human beings fell into deception so don't tell me Deception is not a big deal. Don't tell me it's a little matter. Don't tell me that a white light doesn't matter with God because it does matter. And if you're in a struggle, if you're in a situation, you can blame it on deception. And the devil has been a mastermind of that. And heaven wants him because he is wreaking havoc on human life. He is wreaking havoc on family life. He is wreaking havoc on church life. And so don't tell me that deception is not a big deal. And God understands that I need to curtail this criminal called the devil and Satan and the dragon. and I need to put him into prison. I need to put him into a pit. I need to put him into a cell. Uh, Let me lean into this text a little longer so that I can really help you to see that deception is a big deal. When you look at the grammatical arrangement of this text, uh, you really begin to see how big of a deal deception is, and it begins with the word choice of the verb deceived. Yeah, I didn't do research, but typically uh, speaking, when you when you're looking at biblical terms, uh, the English doesn't do a good job of always giving us the meaning or the the precise term. Sometimes it can translate three Greek words that refer to deception as just deception, and we may miss the, the nuances, the, the little intricacies, the, the little details. The specific Greek term used for deception, the verb here is planao in Greek. It almost sounds like the word plan. Now, its, it's meaning is to lead someone from a specific way to an unspecific way. Let me bring it to a place where you can appreciate what I'm saying. Planawa is what happens when your ways and Google Apps reroutes you. Perhaps you are wanting to go to Sudirman from kuningan and there are many options to be able to go. There, there, there are many ways to be able to go. Uh, sometimes, you can go through Gatut Sobroto. Or or sometimes you can go through Galungung and you can still get to Sudirman. Are are, are we together? And perhaps on this particular day, you have chosen to use Gatut Sobroto to get to Sudirman. But then when you get to uh, Rasuna Said and then you're about to connect to Gatut Sobroto, you realize that there is traffic. So what do you do? You turn around. and, And what the Google app, is going to do is to reroute you. What ways is going to do is to reroute you. That's planow, and that's what the devil likes to do. He likes to reroute you. You, 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 you know the specific course to take. You know the specific direction to take. But what the devil likes to do is to planow us. And some of us have been planow by the devil. We have been rerouted because we have believed the lie that we can get by in our faith doing it minimally. Some of us are minimalists in faith. Uh, what we do is we, we, we give a little 10%. We don't really get involved much. Uh, we don't want to attend anything in church. I mean, anyway, I don't, I don't want to be among these church people. They're, they're weird for me. I don't want to change church programs. You know, you know what I mean? It's not that important. Uh, but that's the devil rerouting us. Uh, yet the specific direction of God is... I want you to worship me with all of your heart. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Some of us have have been rerouted. We have believed that we can have intimacy without commitment. Oh yeah. Some of us have believed that we can sleep around. Some of us have believed we can live together without commitment. But understand that that's being rerouted. By the devil because God's specific direction is he made them male and female and the two shall become one flesh. Intimacy always got to be built on the concept of commitment. Two people coming together. Someone has been rerouted uh, today. You have thought that what you say doesn't matter. That words are like dew. They last only in the morning. As soon as the sun comes up, well, they go away. So uh, you believe that you can say whatever, whenever, however, and it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter how it affects those who listen to what you say. It doesn't matter how it affects those whom you love. You will just say whatever how you feel. Uh, but yet God's specific route is this. Let your speech be seasoned with salt so it can minister grace to the hearers. Someone has been rerouted today. You have thought that a position or power is what makes you who you are. But yet God's specific direction is this. Whatever position you have, whatever power that you have, you need to think about the Savior Jesus. Who who, who said, think not that the Son of Man came to serve, to, to, to be served, but he came to serve Someone has been rerouted today. Uh, you think what you give doesn't matter? Uh, you think it doesn't matter to give uh, anyway? Money is wasted by is wasted by church leaders. Uh, yet God's specific direction is this: It is more blessed to give uh, than to receive. Uh, some of us don't don't like to give to our family members. Don't like to give uh, to other people because uh, we we love money more than people. But God says it's most blessed. To give than to receive. Uh, so let me move away from Planao right now uh, and take a little bit deeper into this text. I, I'm trying to baptize you uh, so that you can understand uh, the, the, uh, the seriousness of, of, of deception. And I want to look at the moods of this text. Uh, you know, uh, the, the the Bible changes moods. The, 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 the verbs can change moods. Uh, the Bible is not moody, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it can change mood. And, and when you look at the, the text carefully again, uh, you'll find that there is a description of the incarceration of the devil. And it goes like this. The angel seized the devil the angel bound the devil, the angel threw the devil into a pit, the angel shut the cell of, 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 the devil, the angel sealed the cell of the devil. When you look at all of these words, they are in the indicative mood. When we speak of the indicative mood in, 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 in biblical Greek, we, we are talking about a real action. For example, I ate. That's a real action. I will eat. That's a real action. But something happens in this text that the the text moves from the indicative to the subjunctive when it says, so that he might not deceive the nations any longer. The the, the verb deceive is in the subjunctive mood. It stands out from all the other moods. Now now, now the subjunctive mood is the mood of probability. Whereas the indicative mood speaks about reality, The subjunctive mood speaks about probability, something that may happen. For example, I can say, may you come to my house and eat? I do not know that you will come to my house to eat. It's a probability that you can come. So right here, the word deceive is put in the subjunctive mood. And so uh, the, the question came into my mind, Oh, wait a minute the devil is bound He is arrested and put into prison that is a real action praise the lord but now when he says so that he might not deceive the nations any longer he's speaking in probability in other words it's telling me that wait a minute the devil will be in prison but then he can still make moves on the outside he'll have his goons operating and doing stuff for him so what's the point of arresting him anyway and so the Lord had to allow me to go a little bit deeper. And as I was looking at my, 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 my books and, and trying to understand what is the meaning of this subjunctive, it clicked in my mind. You see, when the subjunctive in Greek is used with the neg- negative particle not, it's, it's, it's for emphasis. In other words, when the text says so that he might not deceive the nations any longer, it is simply saying there's no probability that the devil will ever deceive again. And the point of this text is to help us to see that God hates deception so much that he's willing to do whatever to lock it up. And that you and I are to look at this situation and look at this text and say, you know what? I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be living in deceptive ways. I want to trust what God says and live for his glory and for his honor. I don't want to be deceived anymore. And so you and I have to learn today to lock up the deceptions in our lives. To lock it up. Like how the devil has been locked up so that he may not deceive the nations any longer. And the funny thing is that some of us are deceived by ourselves. Or sometimes we allow other people to deceive us. Uh, today, allow me to let you know that, no, it does not need to be that way. And I'm I'm here to let you know that you, you, you should not tolerate deception in any form whatsoever. I mean, you say, I, I, I want to help somebody right now so that you can understand what God is trying to do for you today. You see, the, the, the text says an angel came down from heaven. Again, the term can mean two things. It can mean an angel, somebody with wings, and a literal angel, but it can mean a messenger. And so when God delivers a message, consider the message an angel coming to you. I hope it's clicking for you right now. You see, when you hear the word of God, It's like God sending an angel to you so that he can help you in your situation. And today the message God is sending, I'm here to lock up the deception in your life. I'm here to take it into the cell. I'm here to lock it up. And if you will only appreciate what I'm telling you, then you will be blessed. Anytime you listen to the word of God, allow that moment to be a chance for you to be to be cleared up. Allow that moment for you to be convicted. Allow that moment to change you so that God can truly speak into your life. I do not know what God has spoken to you today. I don't know how God has convicted you today, but in whatever way that you feel the conviction. In whatever way God has spoken to you, that is God's way of saying this is the way. Do not allow the devil to reroute you, do not allow the devil to change you. Follow what I say and follow what I'm telling you and do it, and that's how you're going to survive and not be deceived. So, this is this is what I'm trying to tell somebody today, and I hope you're picking it up today. Don't allow your feelings to dictate. Don't allow what you eat to dictate. Don't allow what you wear to dictate. Don't allow what you watch to dictate. Don't allow how you interact to dictate. Don't allow how you talk to dictate. A pastor spoke to me. He he said to me, Pastor, this is how we do it. This is our culture. And some of us will take culture over Christ because we believe that our culture is what makes us who we are. But understand that sometimes culture can deceive us. And the only way we can break deception in our lives is to understand that we need to trust God in what He says if we are to break deception. There is a tension in this text that I want to help you to see. Because when you look at the end of verse 3, it says that after the devil is locked up, After heaven's most wanted is put into prison, he is released for a little while. Imagine that. So he's put in prison and then he's released. So I said to myself, wow, Lord, what is this? Can you imagine if Dukun IS walked and he never got convicted for killing those 42 women? I mean, how do you feel if somebody shot somebody whom you love and walked away free? How do you feel if somebody stole your money and did not pay you back and they didn't get any consequence? In our heart, we believe that conviction should lead to consequences. Conviction should lead to to punishment. People should not get away free. And right here, I see God operating in a way that does not make sense. I mean, has the devil been on good behavior so that he goes out? I mean, why is God so lenient? Sometimes I wonder and I struggle at the ways of how God operates. Don't you struggle too? That sometimes you cannot really get the working policy of God? That sometimes it doesn't make sense in God's standard operating procedures? That sometimes the ways and the wills of God don't make sense to you. Sometimes it is frustrating to to know how God operates. Lord, how can you put somebody in prison that has committed the highest of crimes and let him out again? Lord, what are you trying to do? Uh, brother and sister, I have been there in my life that sometimes I also struggle when I look at how God operates. Uh, when I see some of my fellow class- classmates getting their PhDs and, and and going higher in education, sometimes I don't smile at that sometimes I'm sad at that. Uh, don't you also struggle with a situation that you see that you are trying to do it right, but somebody who's not doing right is getting ahead of you? Uh, isn't there a, a mother or a mother, who, uh, somebody who wants to be a mother, you have gotten married the right way, you have, you, have, you have done the right thing, you have gone to church, you have preserved yourself, and you haven't gotten, you haven't gotten pregnant before, uh, and you're married, but yet it's been 10 years and you don't have a kid? But somebody who has been sleeping around and going around does have a child. I mean, doesn't that frustrate you? That somebody who comes late for work is being promoted. Yeah, you are coming on time and doing the right thing, but yeah, you're not being promoted. Doesn't it frustrate you that your friends seem to be always traveling, but you can never get a break and you're eating hand to mouth? Aren't you troubled that you are going to church, doing all that you need to do, but yet God is not coming through for you? And when you read the the, 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 the scriptures and you're giving back your 10%, yet the windows of heaven are shut more than ever. Don't you struggle in understanding the ways and the will of God? And I must be honest with you, beloved, that I also struggle in my life when I see that certain things are not happening in my life and yet another person is happening and I'm saying, God, what is this? Lord, how can you allow heaven's most wanted out of prison? Doesn't that frustrate you sometimes? Doesn't that boil your blood sometimes? Don't you say, God, are you really fair? Are you really true? God, don't you see my age? God, don't you see my disease? God, don't you see my debt? Yet you're asking me to obey you and to trust you, but yet you're not operating in my life the way way I expect you to. At this tension in my heart, God had to help me to understand. He said, Henry, read the text a little more so you can get a a little bit of better context so that you can can understand why I have had to release Heaven's Most Wanted. And you see, uh, it's a beautiful thing that God doesn't like to leave us in a moment or in a situation in which we are questioning Him but he finds a way to help us to see the light. The light may never come at that particular moment. It may come years later. You understand what I'm saying? You may be like, oh, okay, I I, I see it now. Can can I just lean into you for a moment? You see, right now I'm recording using my phone. For all the sermons I've been recording until now, I have been using my laptop. But you see, on my laptop, the lighting is not so good. I even had to buy an extra camera. I had to buy other equipment in order to make it work. And last week, somebody commented to me and said, Pastor, the video quality is not so good. And I said to myself, well, I've been doing all that I can to, to, to get the best equipment, and I've had to buy a, a, a camera, and I've had to get other equipment to make sure that I'm recording uh, the highest quality possible, and I have to get extra lighting to, to make sure it's extra, extra good. But for the last two weeks my QuickTime application, which I've been using to record, hasn't been working. Anytime I record for about 10 minutes, it shuts down. Can you imagine, I'm, I'm blowing fire, I'm blowing steam, and then, and then it just finds a way to shut down. Very frustrating. And this week, I ended up buying another application. It cost me over $20, so that I could, I could give the best quality, but after recording, it also shut down after 10 minutes. And then I realized the problem must be with a hardware then, because I, I, I updated my, my laptop, I put on a new operating system, and, and, and that ever since I did that, my QuickTime hasn't been working the way it has been working. And so I'm there frustrated, wondering what to do, until it clicked in my mind. I have a phone, and I can record with it. And the moment I put the phone on, the moment I put the phone on, hmm, the moment I put the phone on, the video quality is so much better, ain't it? Can't you agree with it? Uh, Allow me to let you know, you may never understand the situation at that moment. You may never know it's happening the way it is, but God always finds a way to bring you to a place where you begin to understand and to see that things can get better, that things will be better if you only trust God. So in your season of tension, when you don't understand the we, the ways and the will of God, what you need to do is to lean on God even more because without faith, it is impossible to please God for we walk not by sight, but by faith and faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Thy word is a light unto thy feet, the Bible says. You and I should not trust how we feel. You and I should not trust how we see it. You and I should not trust how it's going on. But you and I need to trust what the word of God said. And so God has to say, Henry, look at the text a little bit more so you can understand why I had to release heaven's most wanted. And so when I looked at it, I discovered the reason why heaven had to release heaven's most wanted. And when you look at verse number seven until all the way to verse number 15, what you discover is there is a judgment going on. Those who have believed in Jesus, please read this for yourself later. I'm just paraphrasing and summarizing. Those who have believed in Jesus, uh, see that, watch this, see that the, 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 the devil has been put in prison and for a thousand years, they are in heaven reigning with Christ. And the text says that they're given judgment seats to sit. And for a thousand years, they're judging with Christ. Obviously, it means that it means that God wants any person who makes it to heaven at the second coming to fully understand exactly all that God did. God is opening up his books. In other words, God is doing a, heaven, a heavenly audit of earth And he's allowing you and I to be the ones who are to audit. We are there to check exactly what has happened. We're there to check exactly what God decided to not allow certain people to get into heaven. We're there to check why God has had to allow the devil to operate for so long. So the the, the reason why the devil is released, the first thing is that God is trying to be transparent. And to show us that God never does anything under the table. God doesn't do underhanded tricks. God is an open book. He doesn't do anything strange and some of the one of the things that the Lord showed me is that when the devil is released, please read this for yourself later. the rest of the chapter in in revelation twenty uh, is that when the devil is released, he goes about and starts to deceive again, so it means that for a thousand years, the devil never repented, he never saw his crimes. he was more convicted to commit more crimes. And he goes about to deceive the nations and he wants to attack attack God again. And at that particular moment, the text says that the devil was now thrown into the lake of fire, meaning that he was now destroyed. And so the thing that God showed me is that the devil is released so that we can fully see that God has been fair. God has been transparent. God has been true to himself. Remember that the one who sits on the horse is faithful and true. He is transparent. transparent. He's never deceptive. And that is why you and I can trust God. Please believe that God is going to handle your situation correctly. It may not make sense to you. You may not get it. You may wonder why, but please believe that God is going to make it make sense to you at some point. What you need to do is to trust him and trust that he's handling your situation the correct way. I may not handle your situation correctly. I may judge you. I may mislead you, but God will never mislead you. God is going to lead you in the right way. So allow me to drop you uh, the takeaway for this sermon. God knows what he's doing, even if you don't understand why. God knows what he's doing, even if you don't understand why. And that is liberating this morning. We may not always agree. We may not always understand what God does. We may not always see the logic in it, but please know that God knows what he is doing. You see, I'm I'm sometimes a a bad grab rider. When a grab driver comes to me sometimes to pick me up, I feel like I know the way. And there's one thing you need to know about me. That is, I'm very good at directions. If I've been at one place once and I have to return to that place, I'm probably going to remember the landmarks. It's very difficult for me to get lost because I'm good at directions. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to be a pilot. You know, I love flying. I want to be a pilot. And to be a pilot, you need to be good at directions and geography. So that's one of of my my, my gifts. And, And I praise God for that. But sometimes this gift of geography and mapping and direction can get me into trouble with the grab driver because when I feel that the grab driver is going in the wrong way, I like to tell the grab driver, no, Pa, this way. And most grab drivers oblige. And some of us operate with God the same way. That is, we try to tell God what he should do. We try to tell God the direction in which we want to go because we think we understand better than Him, but please understand if you don't understand what God is doing, it doesn't mean that God doesn't know what He's doing. You may not understand it, but please trust that He knows what He's doing. And some of us feel that God has made a mistake with our lives. Some of us feel, Lord, why didn't you make me an American? Why am I not, uh, uh, am I an Indonesian? Uh, Lord, why am I not married yet? Lord, why am I still in the same job. Lord, why do I go to this church? Lord, you made a mistake. Lord, if you made me taller, I could have been playing in the NBA and making a lot of money and taking my family out of poverty. Lord, if you had made me more talented, I could have been an artist and I could have been singing music and playing on, te- uh, on Indonesian television. I could have been doing great. Lord, why didn't you give me the gift of mathematics? Because I could have been a good accountant and a good economist. And I could have been leading Indonesia I- I- Indonesia's economy well. Lord, why didn't you give me the gift of leadership? Why didn't you give me influence so that I could be a political leader? Because these political leaders are messed up. <laughs> these political leaders are corrupt. I, I could have been better, Lord. Lord, you should have made me a pastor because I feel I have, I have, I have, I have, I have a caring heart more than my, my pastor. I pray more than my pastor. I read my Bible more than my Lord, you should have made me an elder. Why did you make me a deacon? Some of us feel like God has made a mistake. And therefore, uh, like what we do to many drivers, we try to redirect God. Uh, please understand, God knew why he made you Indonesian. God knew why he didn't make you a pastor. God knows why he didn't make you a pilot. God knows why he didn't make you a doctor. God knows why you are a CEO. God doesn't make a mistake. And please never look at the next man or the next woman and compare yourself. And this is where a lot of us get into trouble because we like to compare. They are doing it better. They are greater. This and that. Misunderstanding that there is a reason why we are where we are. And somebody they needs to learn to be appreciative and content with the things that God has given to you. With the things that God has uh, blessed you with. Because somebody else is crying for what you have. Somebody else is yearning for what you have. Somebody else is craving for, somebody wishes to have a car, somebody wishes to own a home, somebody wishes to be able to preach, somebody wishes to be able to read a church, somebody wishes to be able to speak English, somebody wishes to be able to run, somebody wishes to be where you are and never, ever be uncontent and discontent with what you have because it could be taken away. And it's not because you're much better. It's not because you're much greater, but it's because of the mercy and the grace of God. And so in the seasons, you don't understand what God is doing. Trust him anyway, even if you don't know why. And when I leaned on this text a little more, God, helped me to see a beauty. When when, when I saw the release of heaven's most wanted, uh, God really spoke to me uh, powerfully. Uh, Check this. You see, as much as the devil is heaven's most wanted, any person who who doesn't do the will of God becomes heaven's most wanted. When you look at verse 10, uh, we discover from that verse that the, the, the devil who had deceived the nations was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur. Now when you jump to verse number 15, uh, notice what the text says. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So, 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 so God was helping me to see a, a beautiful truth that that, that any person Uh, who doesn't believe in God also becomes heaven's most wanted. Any person who also disobeys the will of God becomes heaven's most wanted. And so God was helping me to see, please understand that I know what I am doing. I'm simply helping you to see that any person who will be destroyed, any person who will be punished is because they chose him and not me. And therefore, I had to deal with them just like I dealt with the deceiver, just like I dealt with heaven's most wanted. And somebody here needs to choose God because you have chosen the father of lies more than choosing him who is the way, the truth, and the life. Somebody here needs to choose God because you have chosen the dragon more than the one who is able to defeat the dragon. Somebody today needs to choose God because you have chosen Satan over the one who is a saint and able to make you a saint. Somebody today has chosen lies, and deception and untruth instead of following Jesus Christ. And today God is here here helping me to help you to understand that unless you choose Jesus, unless you choose His will and His purpose, you will also become Heaven's Most Wanted. And please believe that some of us are at that place where we're making a choice for Heaven's Most Wanted. And we're becoming Heaven's Most Wanted because uh, we frown at prayer, but yet we love to play. Uh, Some of us, we love pleasure more than pleasing God. Uh, Some of us, we worry about it instead of praying about it. Some of us excuse our sin and rationalize it, uh, but I'm here to let you know that when you're functioning with that perspective, you are making a choice to be on the side of heaven's most wanted. And I'm trying to help somebody. Please get out of that and choose God and follow God. Because if you choose the ways of Satan, you're going to end up in the lake of fire. You're going to end up in a bad place. But God doesn't want you to be in that place. And I came to offer the good news this morning because God had to do something In order to rescue us, he had to allow Jesus to become heaven's most wanted, so that you and I could get out of our predicament. It's on the cross. The text says, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because at that moment, God had to allow Jesus to carry the burden of humanity. At that moment on the cross, God had to turn away from Jesus. Because at that moment on the cross, Jesus was carrying the sins of the world. And at that moment, he was heaven's most wanted. At that moment, he was heaven's highest criminal. At that moment, he was suffering punishment uh, for all of us. Uh, But God did that so that you and I didn't have to be punished. And when we accept Jesus, we become heaven's most wanted. Not in the criminal sense, but we become a heaven's most wanted in the adoptive sense. Do you know that you are heaven's most wanted? Doesn't it feel good to be wanted? Some of you are not wanted by your job. Some of you are not wanted by somebody. Some of you, your church don't want you. But I'm here to let you know that you are heaven's most wanted when you choose Jesus. And today God wants you to know that He desires you, that He wants you, and that He wants to deliver you. You don't have to follow uh, heaven's most wanted ways. You don't, you don't have to follow the devil. You can follow Jesus. And today you're going to be the apple of His eye. And today you're going to be the desire of all ages. Today you're going to be the one who can be the friend of God. Uh, Today, you can be a man after God's own heart. Today, you can be a disciple of Jesus. Don't allow what people have said about you to define you. Don't allow your circumstances circumstances, uh, to put a ceiling on your head. Don't allow what you feel about yourself to stop you from becoming what heaven wants you to be. And that is heaven's most wanted and I came to let somebody know that if you believe in Jesus, you will also become heaven's most wanted. And not in the criminal sense, but in the adoptive sense. Oh yeah, today is time to make a choice, my brother and my sister. Today, somebody needs to choose Jesus. Some of you say, you know what, I'm going to follow his will and his way. Today, I'm going to be his and no one else's. Today, I'm going to do what he tells me to do. Because I've seen what deception can do. I've seen where, where the devil is going to end up. But I now know that you will be able to deliver me through Jesus. And that I'm actually heaven's most wanted. Not in the criminal sense. But that you want to adopt me. I don't know about you brother and sister. I don't know about you beloved. But I want to be heaven's most wanted. Bow your heads with me as we pray. Father God thank you for your word. Thank you. And I humbly pray. And ask about all of this in the awesome and wonderful and lovely name of jesus now and forevermore amen and amen i want to praise the lord for what he has just done through his word right there and i hope that the lord has also done something for you because for me the word of god finds a way to just challenge my experience perhaps god has also challenged your experience right now and you like to go a little bit deeper with him, you like to connect on a deeper level with God, I want you to know that we are here to help you to facilitate that. You can reach out to us on the number on the screen, as well as on our social media platforms, and we'd be more than glad to help you. And I want you to know that God is interested in you and that God loves you. And perhaps God has inspired you to contribute financially to this ministry. You can do that as well on the account number on the screen. May God bless you and I'm going to see you very soon. Take care.